You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and the biggest LeBron James fan known to man. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Listen, just because people are tweeting this does not mean that you have to start every podcast. I don't... I will quit this podcast if LeBron's mentioned every episode. He is the most important player in the NBA. Is he? Yes. <laughs> He's the most important player to your heart. No, that's not even true. <laughs> not even true. Uh, today we are going to be getting into uh, the the craziness of the Mavericks salary cap right now. We're kind of like at the tail end of it. There's just there was. We woke up today with about five million and four or five million in cap room, and uh, we're probably going to go to bed with none of it. <laughs> and uh, and so we're trying to figure out everything that's going on. It's very complicated. The order of all these things. A lot of these things are just reports. A lot of these things have not happened yet. So we'll go through all the signings. Obviously, Yogi was mentioned today. Uh, Dirk was mentioned today. Ray Spaulding was mentioned today. There's just a bunch of things going on right now. So we'll try to clear some of that up. We don't know exactly how everything is going to go. We don't exactly know how everything's going to turn out because the Mavericks are they're doing things in a certain order, which we've mentioned before on the podcast, but we'll try to clear all that up. And then eventually, when after we clear all that up, <laughs> the Mavericks will have their, their uh, room mid-level exception, and so we will talk about which players we think could fill that exception. So basically, the Mavericks are going to have four or five more million dollars to use. Isn't it $4.4 million? I think that's the that's the exact number. They'll have yes, to something use. along those lines. And so we'll discuss players we think could, the Mavericks could possibly fill with that uh, with that space. So that's what we're going to do on today's podcast, Isaac. Uh, you went to go see the Equalizer. How was it? I did. Um, let Let's just say when uh, so I went to see a group of guys, and afterwards I told my buddy I was like, you know what, that's kind of slow for like the first thirty minutes. He was like, more like the first hour and a half. <laughs> um, no, it Denzel's awesome, um, but and they have action, I guess, for the most part for the first hour and a half of the movie, but it's kind of sporadic. There's a lot of talking, a lot of dialogue, a lot of like story building until the last like 30 minutes. So if you're expecting one of these where it's like right off the bat and the whole movie is like kind of like The Rock in any movie he's in, um, it's not that. So, but it, it, it's it's good. The ending was uh, very well worth it. I finally talked my wife in to go see Uncle Drew tonight. I refused to go see that last week. So why? It just I don't like. It just looks stupid. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed it. If you're a basketball fan, you'll enjoy it. There's some good jokes in there that I didn't think my wife would get, but she got a couple of them. Uh, there's a Chris Webber timeout joke that's really, really good. Okay. Uh, there's Yeah, there's just a lot of good jokes. Uh, there's a Kobe Shaq joke, of course, in there. Uh, that's really good. There's a, it's, Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Nate Robinson has three lines in the whole movie, which I thought was awesome. 
That's the acting role I need right there. <laughs> His name was Boots, and he was like silent, but he says like three lines, and they're all like the most cliche things, but he says them, and they sound so meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can remember his lines. I think it's "Hold my beer" uh, was one of his lines. Something about Ooh, that, that's a tough one. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> anyway, so I saw Uncle Drew. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. I saw some previews of some movies coming out, and I just want to say, "Widows" looks absolutely amazing. I am here for that movie. It looks like the it's like Michelle Rodriguez, and um, I'm drawing a blank. The actress that plays in uh, how do you, um, how to get away with murder? Um, oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. She's I'm, like I've never watched that show, but I feel like one I... of the like best actresses right now. Anyway, it's like their husbands die and they like get revenge, and so it's like the moms team up. But it's not like funny. It's like a serious, serious movie, and it looks awesome. Viola Davis. Yes, Viola Davis. Absolutely. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, thank you, Nick. <laughs> so anyway. Yes, that was our movie extravaganza. That yeah, we, it was kind of funny that we both went to a movie at the same time. <laughs> so, well, full disclosure, I work at a church also, and so we're off a lot. A lot of us are off on Fridays, and a lot of us have movie pass. So yes, it's great. So that's like the thing. A bunch of, a bunch of uh, guys go almost every Friday uh, to the movies. So it was the equalizer this week. Full disclosure, I probably would not have gone to see Uncle Drew if I did not have movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best deal around, man. It's the greatest. Especially if you got in before they changed it to where you can only go to four movies at once. That's true. Or, four, That's or true. more than four movies in a month. So, all right. Anyway, so today it was announced that Yogi Ferrell signed a two-year deal, or he has agreed to a two-year deal uh, worth $5.3 million, according to Shams. Uh, the second year is non-guaranteed. They have the date all the way up until July 7th. And so they can make that decision next summer. So he could potentially be off the books. Say the Mavericks have a uh, big free agent that they're trying to to get, that they can get his money off the books. But all in all, this deal specifically, we'll talk about the deals individually, and then we'll talk about how they all work together. But this deal for Yogi, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> it's kind of amazing yes. for the Mavericks. Very team-friendly. The interesting thing about it was it was also reported that he was promised to be the backup shooting guard. <laughs> huh. <laughs> the, so there's a couple of things to pull from that. If he's promised to be the backup shooting guard, does that mean Wes Matthews is starting and Dirk is coming off the bench? See, so you can think of it. You can think of it that way, or you can think of it. Wes Matthews is going to be the backup three. Exactly. Uh, Wes can be the backup three, and Luke is your starting two. However, you want to view that. I don't really give a crap that much about it. A lot of people um, took it as Dirk's coming off the bench. Another thing, another uh, interesting thing to throw in there, when you have a restricted free agent like that, to avoid uh, Yogi becoming uh, what Nerlens was last year and having that kind of de facto no-trade clause, the fact that it's a two-year deal, even though it's basically a one-year deal, they made it a two-year deal, so therefore he does not have that de facto no-trade clause um, to where if it was a one-year deal, he would have had that. So... You know that probably played into that uh, as far as if there is a deal come midseason. Yogi can be in, included in that. They do not have to give his approval. Let me just say this right off the bat. They have not officially signed any of these guys. I know. So people, these are all agreements. These are all just based reports. off reports. Yes. Um, 
none of them are official down to like Ryan Brokoff and like a guy that we talked about a few weeks ago. None of these are official. Jalen Brunson is official. Um, that's why it, you might like, especially if you're on Twitter, you might think it's just like, okay, whatever. Whenever we send out tweets, uh, whenever they send out the official press release of saying the Mavericks have officially signed blank. That's when it is official. That's when yep. it is a, a done deal. So yeah, like if you see Mavs.com or the Mavericks talk about a player like that, that's when you know it's official. You know, like exactly. And like <laughs> so, like as Mavs.com, we can't like talk about. Well, the site can't talk about the a player until that email is sent out. Once that happens, then everything's a go. Then so. Yeah, so just throwing that out there first. But yeah, and with the Yogi. We saw with Nemanja Bihalitsa that they can go back on these deals. It's all just agreements. Obviously, we know with DeAndre, you know, three years ago that happened, but it, ha- it happens every once in a while that a guy will back out of a deal, something else, something better will come along. He'll tell you he's going to Europe, and then he ends up Not going even, to the Kings. I, no, you got to give him, like, props to that. that. That had nothing to do with – that was a family thing. Like, that original athletic – uh, guy who wrote that story and did the story with Bielitsa, like he was wanting, like it had to do with the one year deal. Like if Philly offered more than one year, he would have been there. But he was like, I don't want to uproot my family from Europe and all this stuff for one year. So if like Sacramento came in there for multiple seasons, that's why he was talking and all this stuff. So, but uh, back to Yogi. Grass, yeah, I mean, it's basically a one year. The what? Oh, the grass is greener. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was interesting because it's basically a one-year deal uh, with that team control um, since that second year is not guaranteed. I mean, there, you would hope you know, they like him enough to where the, you know he could come back. So it's just a – you know, the jokes are out there as far as the height of these guys <laughs> and Yogi Ferrell and stuff, but there's only four of them. And, like, yeah. originally, like, we were making jokes and stuff about it, but we were including, like, if Seth Curry came back, if – Devin Harris is signed, and you know we could talk about Devin later on. But like, um, but right now at the moment, I mean, you're looking at Brunson, Yogi, JJ, and, and Dennis. So I mean, it's just, just four guys. I mean, four, four out of seventeen. So like, I think people should calm down a little bit with that. And um, him at shooting guard—that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, the um, problem with it only being four is they're the most they're the some of the most prominent four. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's every single point guard on your roster, and then one guy that's going to play two guard a lot. That he's apparently now your backup shooting guard. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, Brunson's going to be a part of the roster, but I don't think Brunson's going to step in and get you know fifteen minutes a game. So, I think Yogi will have will have that, but it's also, I mean. We we've seen JJ Bray have an injury, you know, injury history also, so where yeah. if he rests some games or he gets hurt or something. I mean, you got these guys there, so I don't mind it. Once again, it's a basically a one year deal. If you're saying, hey, we committed to Yogi for four years at like five million each year to be a backup shooting guard, then I'd be like, oh, I don't know how much I like it. But for one year, sign me up. Yeah, I was fine with it for sure. And apparently, the first year is less than. The second year, I think the first year, what was it like? Like two point five or something. Two point, yeah, two point five. So it's a little less than than the second year, which is not guaranteed. So super team friendly deal, really good deal to bring him back. Uh, obviously, less than his qualifying offer too. Wasn't his qualifying offer for something? Something like that, yeah. So it, listen to us. This is <laughs> this is part of our job, and we can't even keep all this straight. There's just all this stuff going on. Um, 
So yeah, good good deal for Yogi. When we come back, we'll discuss the Dirk deal and we'll discuss how Isaac's favorite, Ray Spaulding, made the roster. Or did he? Alright, guys. So Dirk is now coming back. The big surprise, the big signing of the summer, Dirk Nowitzki signing with the Dallas Mavericks or agreeing to the Dallas Mavericks. Also, I thought it was really funny. I think it was Shams that reported this, but there's no rush for them to, to sign a deal. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, this is not really news then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no rush. I mean, unless there's an order to it. So that, you know, which there is, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but... Um, yeah, I mean, Shams said it was, what, one year, five million, something along those lines. It could be give or take some, uh, just depending on how they play this money situation out. But, yeah, Dirk's back. Dirk's Dirk. And I'm so tired of all these people that keep coming up and being like, oh, Dirk's a sucker. What a sucker. He keeps taking less money. Right Why now, is right now, is Dirk worth more than five million as a player? <laughs> You know, like, these are the same people that were making fun of Kobe Bryant for, you know, having this monstrous contract that he didn't deserve at that point in his career. Or right now making fun of Melo for having this monstrous contract that he doesn't deserve. Like, right now, Dirk is, I think he's being paid market value right now. Yeah, but, I mean, should he theoretically be getting, like, $20 million from a franchise, like, that he's paid his respect to? Sure. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like, if the Mavericks came out before the DeAndre thing and said, hey, we're going to hand Dirk $25 million his last season, and, yeah, we might not make the playoffs, and we, you know, we might, we're probably going to suck again, but I'd be like, he deserves it. And I know a lot yeah. of fans would probably sit there and say, oh, my gosh, that's so stupid of a mindset. I don't freaking care, man. It's Dirk Nowitzki. There's only one Dirk Nowitzki. Like, every franchise across the league – for the most part, would like die to have one guy like him in their franchise yep. history. And, and when um, they do have a guy like that, like DeMar DeRozan for the Raptors, stop, no. they trade DeRozan's him away. Not, no. He's he's the equivalent for that franchise. When you do have a guy like that that wants to be there, that's one of the that's like a really good player. He's not. He's got to be like he's not elite Dirk's, level good though. Yeah, he's not Dirk's level obviously, but he like. He was seen like Dirk for the Raptors fans. He was like, this is a guy that wants to be here. He's our guy. He's being loyal. He's staying here. He signed this contract to stay with us. You know, he picked us. You know, like that, like they feel that way. Obviously, he's not the same level as Dirk or anything. No, no, no. Like, well, anything I'm just like saying, that. like, the, the, like, DeRozan had other options, but like almost every team in the league would have jumped at the opportunity to sign Dirk and get a max contract. I don't think every team in the league would be jumping at DeMar DeRozan. So, like, the no, loyalty no, no, no. that yeah. Dirk showed was a little bit more than, like, DeRozan. And, but the same concept, yeah. Yeah, I like, guess. I mean, on a lower level, obviously, because the Raptors franchise is not as successful as the Mavericks franchise. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But, like, so they had, they had that guy. Well, you know, just talking about the loyalty of a franchise, like, the Mavericks are now, I mean, they are in a position now to show other, like, they're, they're keeping Dirk around still, and you know Dirk can stay on as long as he wants. They are, you know, showing other franchises and other players that looked at the Raptors deal and said, "Man, they did him dirty." You know, they sent him out of town. The Mavericks, as long as they keep this up with Dirk, and they then they will. I think that's good. that shows free agents a lot. And it's a, it's just a matter of what the vet wants. Like 
you see the differences in, in like with Kobe and Dirk. And I know like the Lakers stuff wanted to show an appreciation to Kobe and stuff with that yeah, last that contract. Really, that was really the reason why they made that deal. But, but if Kobe went to them and said, you know what would be the biggest sign of appreciation? I'm not going to sign this deal. I want, I want to win. I want to make the playoffs. So like, that's the difference between like of those deals. Dirk wants to get back to the playoffs before he retires. And him taking five million to allow them to sign a DeAndre and other people, like that shows that. Kobe could have did the same thing, but yeah, he's like, Okay, that's a cool sign of appreciation. I'll take it and I'll shoot, you know, fifty eight thousand shots my last, you know, season in the league. But that's just the difference between the two. And Dirk has, has a completely different mentality than Kobe. Kobe probably still thought at the end of his career he deserved that kind of, you know, he deserved that kind of money and that he was, as a player, was worth that money. You know what I mean? Like he has yeah. that he has that Westbrook kind of mentality where he's uh, the Westbrook, and for lack of a better player that I can think of, a Dion Waiters kind of mentality. Lance Stevenson, <laughs> where like I'm the best player on the floor. <laughs> well, I mean Carmelo. I mean you saw Carmelo Mello, last year yeah. just laugh about coming off the bench. Dirk's been saying for like three seasons, I'll come off the bench, you know, if they yeah. if they want me to, if that's what's yeah. best for the team. I'm like, what a difference, man. Yeah. And I would take Dirk right now over what Melo has been the past two years. I know. I'm so glad that nobody has talked to us about getting Melo. I've only seen it in the the Mavs Facebook group. I've heard that's a, a, a sunken hole. <laughs> the Mavs Facebook group? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, the, or a roster spot for Mello. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Oh, man. Who would you rather have on your team next year, Dwight Howard or Carmelo? Oh, my gosh. That's the hardest, <laughs> that's the hardest question you've ever asked me. <laughs> we'll post a poll on Twitter. And we've had, like, deep philosophical talks before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move um, on. <laughs> no, I kind of want to answer that question. Who would I rather have on on the Mavericks roster or just like any roster? Any roster to come off your bench. Well, Melo's not coming off the bench. He's been clear about that. Also, Very true. also as a player, Dwight Powell, Dwight Howard should not come off the bench for a lot of teams. Like he's still good. He's just there's just so much else with him. The else <laughs> is the stuff that you don't want. For Melo, he's just not a good player, you know? Yeah. Like, he's not an efficient scorer, and that's all he does is score. So, man, I probably would have Dwight Howard, to be honest. Ooh. I talked to my dad on the phone today, and I told him the Carmelo deal. He's like, oh, so he's going to be a hawk? I was like, no, not really. They're just going <laughs> to yeah. buy him. Like, you're just going to buy him out and, like, kind of, like, let him be a free agent again. He's like, man, that guy's went down the drain quick, hasn't he? I'm like, hmm. Yep, correct statement. <laughs> it comes out from under you real quick. And Dwight Howard's also less than Melo, so. Okay, okay. Well, no, because if he gets bought out by Atlanta, then he'd be, he could sign for, like, the minimum. Whatever Melo signs with the Rockets will be taken off the money that Atlanta has to pay him, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. I think that's how it works. All right. <laughs> CBA is so complicated. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we talked about Dirk, talked about Yogi. Now uh, you also talked about Ryan Brokaw. He has not signed yet. There's just a bunch of guys that haven't signed yet. Yes. Um, Salah has not signed. Salah, yet. yeah. Salah is another one that hasn't I feel like signed that was yet. a year ago. Maxi has not even been talked about. Yeah, there was. Yeah, Maxi hasn't been talked about. It's not his like guarantee date was you know supposedly the other day, but that's just another thing. You just we just gotta wait to see how it plays out. People are. 
Whew, man, Twitter's rough right now. People just trying to figure out exactly all these numbers. I'm like, guys, just let it play out. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, it's yeah. Like we we can try to talk about it and we'll try to explain it and talk about it, but we don't even like we don't even really know what's happening. Like, trust me, we <laughs> talk know? about it on this podcast, but the moment I hit stop on this recording, I'm not even thinking about it. All right, I don't like. Like I care enough to talk about it on a podcast, but I'm like I'm not texting people. Like we're not. I don't care about it that much because it's just gonna play itself out. Like texting to like find out. You know, like he's not doing any in depth reporting yeah. on it. It's kind of one of those. It's not. It's not really worth it. You just wait to figure out and see exactly. how it how it turns out. So I'm I think about it. <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> the order and trying to figure out who's who's left and everything like that, but. Uh, one guy that did another guy that agreed to a deal that I thought was very interesting. Uh, and there was a report by the Dallas morning news, uh, by the paper that Jonathan Motley was looking or there, the Mavericks were looking to trade him. And so maybe they're looking to trade him and maybe Ray Spalding was going to fill that two way spot. That's what it seemed. That's what seemed like was going to happen. However, Ray Spalding has agreed to a four year rookie deal was reported today. And so basically they're treating him like Jalen Brunson. They're, they're treating him like a rookie. Hey, do you know who jumped on that story first? <laughs> Shams. Shams did. Shams yes. did. Yeah, Shams and Mark Stein. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep on going. Super inter- I, I thought this was super interesting because we were we were talking like, man, so they signed Kostas the two-way. It seemed like Kostas, you know, leapfrog. We even said this on the podcast. I think it was yesterday or the day before that Kostas seemed to leapfrog race balding. What does this mean for race balding? I think you even mentioned maybe this means he's going to get an actual roster spot. And to me, this deal says he's getting a roster spot. Yes. Yeah, I would. Because you can't sign a four-year rookie deal and, and be on the two-way. That's this completely different thing. Yeah, there. There is a level of commitment from the Mavs to Spalding, and Spalding and his camp are very happy about it. In that it is the official basketball of the National Basketball Association. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the terms and like all that stuff will come out like eventually, as far as like guarantees and yeah, like, I, I all imagine that stuff, it's but, like the Collinsworth deal, but. It might be a little, little bit different than Collinsworth. Maybe a little more guaranteed. But it could also just be like a straight-up rookie deal where the first two years are guaranteed, the next two are team options, or he's restricted at the, on the fourth year. I mean, that's that's where we are right now. We just don't know all these details. And, and then even the reporters that are reporting these agreements don't even know. Yeah, I mean, and it's just it's just not official yet. I mean, like we just said, there's none of these signings are official. It's just based off a report. So we'll see how, how it all shakes out. But, yeah, I mean, that was awesome. Um, I was fairly confident, um, to use fairly in a light way that spotting was going to be signed. Um, the length was the only thing that I didn't know. And when I saw four, I was happy and surprised that I was like, okay. Cause like, even, even when they like swing, like even with somebody like Collinsworth or something like that, it was like three years, you know, like a couple of, and like, why you put those things in deals to where is if you really hit the home run? Like they, let's say Ray comes in yeah. and Ray kills it, and then you have those like multiple seasons there. Um, normally, you can't get somebody to like you can't get a prospect to really agree to a deal like that if it comes out like that. 
if it comes. That's why I, I, don't, I think it'll be a little bit more guaranteed than a Collinsworth one. I'm trying to tread lightly right now. But, like, the, the non-guaranteed, like, years, like, a lot, you don't see that happen a lot because the, a player is giving so much control to a team, you know? Like, to where if he does hit right. jackpot and he kills it, he can't, like, cash in on that soon. Like, the Mavericks still uh, will control him, you know, three years from now at a, a super, super low cost. So, but as a Mavs fan, super happy right now. You know, I'm a believer in him. Um, got a text today of what him, like, lifting weights and stuff. And the dude is, like, putting in work on putting in the weight. Because I know a lot of people is like, oh, he weighed 215 at the combine and stuff like that. He's already up 10, 15 pounds. I think I expect him to be, like, 230 235 coming into camp so most of that 15 pounds is is texas barbecue that is true lockhart's <laughs> in texas pecan lodge oh man that's something i'm definitely gonna miss oh <laughs> you're not missing this weather right now because it's heck brutal. no heck no i went to the beach today it was awesome guys it's like 108 eight degrees today in dallas something like degrees that. fahrenheit Fahrenheit. That's true. <laughs> it's like at the point when you drive and you have your like max air on and you're just like, is my air like completely on? But it's on, but it's just so hot that it's just it can't keep Yeah. It's so hot you get in your car and you touch the steering wheel and you can't. <laughs> like you have to wait a minute. I can't drive. You can't touch your steering wheel because it's so hot. <laughs> uh the, the other thing about the Spalding thing, it shows a commitment. More commitment than they showed to Jonathan Motley. And I, yes. think that, I think that's interesting. I mean, how have we... If you've been listening to this podcast, you know yeah. Nick and I's opinion on this, that yeah. we like Ray more than Motley. We do. He's, show, he's shown more. I think he's just more versatile. Um, it'll be inter- yeah. He's a better fit in today's game than, than Motley is, for sure. Correct. Correct. For sure. So, all right. When we come back, uh, we'll, we'll talk more NBA basketball and... I'll give the shout-outs. The much-deserved shout-outs for the Locked On Mavericks Twitter shouting out that needs to be done. All right, Isaac. The shout-outs. Let me just go ahead and get these out of the way. So thank you to everybody that participated in our Locked On Mavericks uh, Twitter account sharing of the <laughs> the account, I guess. We are, let's see, right now, 885 followers. So we're 115 away from 1,000. So we're getting there. If you've not followed at Lockdown Mavs, go ahead and follow that. Uh, we will post things there every day. Sometimes I post things as Isaac, and so you have to guess sometimes who tweeted it. <laughs> 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 so, all right, shout out to at Kenny underscore 817, at Running Moon Man, at JAB Britain, at D Town Boogie 41, at Noah Checkmate, at Rangers King 669, at Ryan underscore Styles, at Mason 744. Shout out to all those guys and girls. Thank you so much for for uh, sharing the podcast. A lot of good love from those, from those tweets, too. I really appreciated all the. Uh, <laughs> The Raccoon Squad references. I appreciated all the uh, LeBron references for uh, for Isaac. I understand that, man. It's so great. Get out of here. It's the best. I just really appreciate it. If you're going to come at me about LeBron, you got to keep on coming at at Nick about his Lakers. And shout out to Rangers King 669 for still holding on to his Gary Clark love. (laughs) Did he really say something about that? (laughs) 
Join the Raccoon Squad and Locked On Mavs. Great stuff over there. Nick, I am so mad Gary Clark signed with the Rockets. Of course he signed with them. And he'll be getting mentored by his doppelganger, PJ Tucker. Why? That's what he said. <laughs> He's so mad right now. <laughs> uh, and Ryan St- or Ryland Styles, by the way. Uh, Ryan Styles is the guy from, from Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Ryland Style says you have to be following Locked On Mavs if you're a true MFFL or if you just like Nick Van Exit annoying Isaac L. Harris with his introductions LeBron James Stan Isaac Harris stop get out of here <laughs> oh man thanks so are much we're gonna talk about this man. room I'm oh yeah yeah let's we'll talk about that I'm just so impressed by the amount of the percentage of love to hate that we get on the podcast it's probably like 99 percent i'm surprised more people don't hate on us like the most people some people do but it's it's like stupid there's no like valid reasons it's not it's not even about the content though it's like that i spoiled the second season of uh, 13 reasons why or like that we don't talk about basketball for the first five minutes of a couple podcasts you know it's like stuff like that it's not even about the podcast so i'm just or it's just some people that just like hold grudges against us for like something (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There, there was that. So ninety-seven <laughs> percent. I just want to say I'm at most Mavs home games. So if any of you guys want to come see me at a game, you can come see me at a game. <laughs> Meet him at Temecula. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So let's spend the rest of this podcast talking about some guys that uh, could be used the room exception. If the Mavericks go over the cap, so they sign all these guys. They sign Dirk. They sign Yogi. They go over the cap, which the cap is at. Salah, Ray, Brokoff. Yeah. All Salah, five of those guys. All those guys. They sign all those dudes. Maxi, possibly. <laughs> they can sign all those guys to go over the cap. And then they're over the cap. They get what's called a room mid-level exception, which is about $4.4 million. So they can use this exception. This is what the Lakers are going to use to sign Lance Stevenson. So they, they sign LeBron. They sign all these Rondo. Thanks, they sign all thanks these for dudes. that reference, Nick. Well, that's, that's how they were able to sign him. So they sign all these guys. They can go over the – now they can they use this exception that, uh, yeah, it's just part of the cap. It helps teams that are over the cap actually improve their teams and not get just completely stuck in salary cap hell. Who are some players you're looking at? These are all kind of guys we've mentioned before, but who are some guys you're looking at for that $4.4 million room exception? Okay, well, first off, there's one name and one name only on that first tier that I've been preaching forever. <laughs> he has the same agent as Luka Doncic. Um, yeah, Pat McCall, I can't like I can't get off this for a while. So he, they still own his rights, so he, they have not renounced his rights, to my knowledge, at the recording of this podcast. I think he was restricted as well, too. Yes, he's restricted as far as like they have his rights, yeah, like they can yeah. match anything. So, um, please, they I, could match, but it would cost them a lot. <laughs> it would, yes. I please sign. I would love if they signed Pat McCall. Um, yeah. So Pat McCall. Um, I've, some of these names we talked about a few in like last week, but like Pat Connaughton. You know, he was going to be a restricted free agent for Portland, but uh, they renounced his rights. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's 6'5". He's a little bit bigger than, you know, what you'd think. I thought he was like 6'1", 6'2", but yeah. he's like 6'5". Yeah, he doesn't look that big, but you know, he he's kind of like Luca in the sense that when he plays, he kind of hunches a little bit, yeah. so he just looks a little shorter than he actually is, in um, my opinion. So I like I like both of those guys. I like Josh Hustis a lot. And something to note with OKC, since they declined his um, qualifying offer, I guess that's how to word it. Um, 
since they declined that, they can only offer him two point two million. So they can't go over that. It's kind of like the. Because yeah, I think uh, that was part of his rookie deal. I think if they decline that, then I think. Yeah, it was something. You know, I think it was like the Jalil Okafor thing, to where like Philly uh, declined that too, and to where like whatever team like. Remember that, like, whatever team would trade for Okafor, then they couldn't offer him. Oh, no, it's Hazonia. We talked a lot about yes, Hazonia yeah, yeah. with this. Mm-hmm. And then Magic declined that. So, like, you can only offer up to a certain amount. So, like, and with OKC situation with cap stuff and all that stuff, if you offer over 2.2 and Houston wants the money, then they can't, you know, reach that. So, I like I like all three of those guys. Uh, so, I mean, I, just, I feel like I have to mention Vince Carter, but... <laughs> You know that's that's tugging on my heartstrings right there, Nick. He's going um, back to Toronto. That would actually be really cool. And, but, and Devin and Devin Harris too. We've also mentioned, but at this point, I don't know if I'm. Oh, how much would the Mavs fans just like be so pissed if they used the full room on Devin? I feel like Mavs fans would be upset. So at this point, though, if they use that. Exception on Devin. I don't know if they'd be that mad because these guys. I mean, like Pat McCall would be awesome, but the rest of these guys are not moving the needle enough that you know, like Devin is going to be a better player than them the first year. He would, um, but like some of these guys are young enough to where you could develop and then something the next couple years. Correct. Right. Right. So, like, I'll tell you a guy that that I liked him in summer league, and it's like, and he was with the Mavericks before. Is Antonius Cleveland? I wouldn't mind bringing him back. He's six foot six, um, but like yeah, yeah. Remember he was with the Mavericks. He was on a yeah. He was on a ten day or something like that. And then he got and they hurt. really liked him. Then he got but hurt, he, and then he got picked up by Atlanta. And didn't really play for them for a while. <laughs> he basically broke his foot, and the Mavericks like took care of everything, his surgery and all that stuff. And you know they had to cut him and bring in somebody else. But but like here's the thing that when what's his name Jeff Siegel. On, yeah, yeah. You know, he he's dude. I just like followed him the other day, and he's like brilliant with all of his cap stuff he's and his so cap quick sheets on and stuff. The cap stuff too. Yeah, and like I think, so, I think it's called the bird rights. Yes, yeah, yes, early bird rights or something like that, or um, the bird rights. But he was talking about, and he he was like breaking down this whole like Mavs cap stuff and whatever. And he mentioned at the very end, he goes, you know, room exception targets for the Mavericks. He's like, man, Rodney Hood, that would be intriguing. I'm like, man, <laughs> if they could pull off Rodney Hood with this, that'd be awesome. Cleveland, y'all, that would be insane. But like Cleveland would match that in a heartbeat. So you, it would have to be a situation where Cleveland would have to renounce him. And to allow him to do this, which I don't yeah. think Cleveland would do. And the, uh, one of the problems with all these guys is Sacramento's going to have to do something with all their space. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't they still have like $17, $18 million in space? They have 20.5 now with oh, yeah. the Garrett, Garrett Temple <laughs> trade. So, like, oh, yeah, I've seen, more. you know, like some people are talking about they could absorb Brian Anderson now and, you know, get some picks or something from Houston. If I'm them, I'm like, and they're in Houston's like holding out multiple picks to dump Ryan Anderson. I'm playing like a back and forth game. I'm saying, all right, well, if you're not going to do that, I'll just throw a massive offer sheet at Capella. So which one do you want? Do you want multiple, multiple picks and Ryan Anderson, or do you want me to throw a massive offer sheet at Capella? Yeah. But, um, but no, so, and here's my, here's my thing. They don't have to use it now. You can hold, nope. hold on to it. You never know who's going to come open with the Jabari Parker thing. We, Paul Zipser and David Nwaba, like they were not on the market. 
before the Jabari thing. Jabari thing happens, and both of those guys are on the market. Both of them I really like, and I would be down if they like threw some of that exception at. Same thing with the like Carmelo thing. I mean, I don't like the guys like for Atlanta that they're probably gonna have to release. Like, I think they're gonna have to like release the uh, cap holds on like the Malcolm Delaney and like a couple other like smaller guys. Yeah. But it's those type of situations that if when these trades go down, just like the Melo thing today, Justin Anderson and uh, I'm just gonna Tim- say Timothy Luau Cabarro. I was gonna say I was just gonna say TLC, but like both of those guys, like I would love. Cabrero, like I would have loved him, but both of those dudes were like bottom of the roster wings on Philly that they just like jumped into this trade and now they're going to different places. Those are the type of things to where Dallas could could jump in and be like, hey, we'll take that guy into our exception, and you just never know. So like, you don't have to just go go try to find somebody right now to fill this. You can hold on to it, see if somebody gets cut in camp that you think should be on a roster or. See it. Some of these trades go down. You're like, hey, I could jump in and take one of these guys from somebody. And you just, you, they don't have to spend it now. But if they do, the three names that I would want the most is Pat McCall, number one, Pat Connaughton, and Josh Hustis. One of those three, I would, I mean, I'd like Nwaba too, but one of those three I like. Agreed. I'm with you on all those names. Uh, we'll continue to talk about this. Guys, have a great weekend. And thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.